0: Uh, just more on your unhinged reading, March. I don't March know what's reading.
1: going on. It's March 12th now <laughs> as we're recording this, and yeah. so far I've read 15 books. Only mm. a couple of them have been novellas. Normally, if I've read like a lot of, books like more than a book they a day, the... yeah, it's usually because I'm reading several novellas. But there's only two, <laughs> and the th- yeah. Oh no, just kidding. Three. Three of them are novellas. But I don't know – oh, wait. I think it's three. I don't know. Only a few. The point is I don't know what's going on.
0: How's your brain doing? Because there's a lot of information have, in there.
1: I may have read myself into the beginnings of A Slump because I will uh-huh. admit I that's... finished yeah. – I finished a book this morning. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, what's next? And nothing is piquing my interest. Nothing's jump. that
0: happened to me – Um so i mean i've read uh, over 100 books this year so far um Good Lord. and march is by far my slowest month and i mean i've i think i've read looking at my tracker 14 um <laughs> see it's my slowest month um but like the time between books is taking longer cuz like for a part of march mm-hmm. i was watching like dateline a lot or bobs burgers yeah. and you can't like listen to audiobooks and watch dateline so like it's one or the other um and then I just was like, nothing was looking good. And then I had so many arcs and I was like, I don't a lot of the arcs have just been edging because they're anticipated. And then I've been trying to like knock out the ones that I have like the least attachment to. Um mm. but even then, like writing a review is still much like such a time commitment for me that I finish one. I'm like, I can't do another one right now. Um <laughs> And then we're like reading a bunch for our our March uh, St. Patrick's Day episode, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm kind of dying, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, that's I started another one for that, and there were some others that I was thinking about reading that I was like, you know what, no, I'm not going to read this. Mm-hmm. I just, they did like, not sound like a thing that I really wanted to read in this moment, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like, I've got enough. There will be plenty of books to talk about. Um but That's- i i started one today and i was like i can't do it and i watched a movie
0: yeah exactly like there have been a few where i've like started the audiobooks and then immediately turn them off just knowing that i'm not going to pay attention it's not going to be yeah. fair to me or the audiobook um and then i just rereading is normally what i do in that situation um i haven't reread a lot this month, it's been mostly new, which I think may be the cause of my problems because rereading can kind of reset me. Um, and I know that I'll love them because I've read um, a few that have <laughs> been quite interesting this month that are kind of like middling in the rate, like star rating. Um, and then if you read too many, like three or two stars in a row, you kind of just lose the, the pizzazz. Um, but I did. I did have a signature Instagram story rant this time. So that that happened. Well, I've mostly been lucky. You have. You you seem to have like a lot of like good four or five
1: stars. I'm like I'm jealous. I ha- I'm like low key trying to find. I'm like, can I read like what what can I read that is definitely gonna be a three star? Because yeah, it's like a little bit. Imbe- I didn't used to include my star ratings on my reading tracker on my stories. Yeah, I stopped. Well, I started
0: because
1: I don't normally, but I was like, this will be helpful. And I like having it, but the problem is seeing it all laid out when it's all four and five stars with the exception of one two star and one three star, which like I know that about myself. I rate like four stars is by far my most uh, Mm -hmm. common rating Mm -hmm. because I'm easily pleased, Mm -hmm. but
0: not easily super impressed.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is the. So it's mostly four stars. But then I'm looking at it going, I
0: need to read something bad. Like, <laughs> I
1: can't read well, that-
0: everything four and five stars. <laughs> like, I used to on my trackers add all the different star ratings. And one, it got freaking annoying because there were so many books, and adding the stars, I just got tired of it. Two, I have enough authors following my page who I read their books. And. Mm. They know I read them. That's cool. I don't want them to randomly stumble upon maybe a negative rating. Um, So sometimes I block them occasionally just for like a day while it's up. If I'm like going on a rant or something. Um, Because they don't need to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've started Mm -hmm. like leaving the review link rather than the star rating um, after every book in my tracker. Just if they're curious. Um, Because a lot of times like I want to qualify my rating. Um mm-hmm. you know? That's fair. Yeah. But But I mean you I don't it, write reviews the way that you do. You have, you've wrote, so. it wrote God I can speak. You've written a few though that i really liked. But I guess they're more write, for like arcs, I guess.
1: I do review I've read some arcs. arcs. I'm behind mm-hmm. on posting them to Goodreads. Like I always obviously if I review something in yeah. my I have to write a review. I haven't posted any to Goodreads in a long time. Um mm. but even when I do write reviews, they're not like, you'll do an extensive yeah. review. A lot of times, I, will. I just I... don't. Also, I need to go in and do – I want to put, like, at least one sentence on content warnings for every book I've mm-hmm. read, but I'm so mm-hmm. behind. It's and I was so...
0: going to do that today, but then I didn't want to. <laughs> it's so hard. Um, Because I'll say, Hannah, just write a sentence. You didn't like the book. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel wronged. And then I get to talking about it, and I'm like, I have to list all this and this and that and this. And then it just – snowballs i normally try to like structure it um in the beginning like saying this is my overall thought um go forth and prosper or read the entire review and that's your fault if you did um like i have some that are so long (laughs) and then um some people are like like they'll like stick it out and they'll comment because like they're the ones that have like the most traction because they're like one star reviews of like pretty popular ish books and pe- like, I'll get either, I cannot believe you took the time to write this, you're crazy, or thank you, because I also felt that way. So, it's a, you know, whatever. Half and half. But Smart. I try to limit myself, and then I just can't do it.
1: But I'm better at like limiting myself, walk. like, in going back and trying mm-hmm. to update from where I left off, I have the benefit of just having all of my one-sentence reviews from my monthly wrap-ups. That is that true. That I've literally just been pulling that one sentence. <laughs> and then if I have, like, anything else quick to add or that I really feel like I want to point out in the review, I can add that. But, I, yeah. Usually I have to have really strong feelings to write out anything more than, mm-hmm. like, a paragraph or two. It's just not my I, strength Yeah
0: yeah I think like neck alley reviews I always like I definitely write a lot. Um, but even then I'm like, you know, it's an early copy. people mm-hmm. want to know things and then I'll get comments on other reviews asking for things so then I include them on future reviews and stuff. Um, but for like books that I like luck be a lady that I read for our March one, it was like a two short paragraphs like backlist stuff like that. I give myself a lot more grace um stuff that I'm not required to read or give a review for um most of like the Hathaway books I just did emojis (laughs) I was like we have full episodes if you want to like look I think I like linked to the the episodes and stuff um yeah Well, that's
1: the other, like, anybody who cares enough about my opinion is probably either Mm -hmm. already following me on TikTok, where I try to talk about at least a little bit about every book that I read, because I do my, like, little weekly coffee chat videos, where I don't have a ton of time to talk about them, but I try to at least say Mm -hmm. a little, and then we have... This where we this. talk about anything we recommend <laughs> anyway. So if you really care exactly. about my opinion, you can just <laughs> listen to the podcast. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know. Ask me if you're like really super yeah. curious about a book, but otherwise, I just cannot yeah. write reviews the way that you do. Alas, because it... being a book reviewer would be such a great job <laughs> if I were good at writing reviews.
0: I'm good but at reading them, and fun. I'm good at
1: having opinions. I think I'm though, just not I would good at expressing so... those opinions.
0: Yeah, I would feel so much pressure though if I was like a legit. Like getting paid, or like at like part of a, you know, an whatever library journal publication, um, because I can be scathing and trust that those reviews probably won't, you know, make it farther than like my little scope. But if you're like part of a publication, I have too strong of feelings. I think to write a moderate (sighs) review for a book that I've hated, and I feel that. I would encounter <laughs> more books that aren't my jazz that way. You've just gotta work at um, like. Um, I mean, is I it could do it.
1: The reviews are anonymous. Yeah,
0: that is true. Just um, work I just the one where the reviews are all done anonymously. <laughs> like, cause I, I try. I think some of them you're like you're assigned um, the books that you review, and at least with NetGalley, I can choose the Blood Oath that I enter. Um, it, so, there's some insight as to why I chose it, and even then, I like steer myself into really wrong directions sometimes. Um, but, yeah, it's something to think about, um, but even then, goodreads is my my safe space. <laughs> it's a good time over there,
1: <laughs> okay. well, well, speaking of reviews, yeah tbr tuesday tbr tuesday
0: romance, romance TBR. tbr notably less bantery and
1: fun than normal and yeah, much more it's... like
0: okay daylight savings is a salty Ugh. sneaky bitch <laughs> i ate dinner at 8 o'clock i was so angry I... when i woke up i was
1: like <gasps> didn't realize until <laughs> so i stayed up reading
0: me too. And I yeah. didn't
1: think I had read for that long because I couldn't even finish yeah. the novella. That I wait, you were so right. It. And I looked the, at the I clock and I was like, Oh my god, I stayed up until three a.m. How did I you're do so that? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I went to oh. sleep and then I woke up and I was like, Holy cow, how did I sleep until noon? Like yes, I was say, this tired, is, but I don't the, remember exactly exact that, that tired. I had. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is how we've lived parallel lives. I love that for us. I was so confused. I was so disoriented. I went downstairs and then I was more confused and disoriented because our oven and microwave clocks were set to an hour earlier. And I was like, huh? And it took my brain so long to comprehend. And then I got on Instagram and Penguin Teen had posted a thing that was Uh. like, hey, you didn't stay up until 2 a.m. Reading. You stayed up until 1 a.m. Happy Daylight Savings. And I was like, oh, my God.
0: That's such a great point because I – like, I knew when I woke up that it was Daylight Savings. I did not realize that I was awake for the change to happen. That makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I realized
1: that after I saw that because I realized when I saw the clocks that it had been Daylight Saving, but I didn't realize until I saw the Penguin Teen thing that I was like,
0: oh. Yeah. I didn't stay up
1: until 3 a.m., but I did. Mm -hmm
0: the entire day what? is just felt off
1: everything is wrong
0: it is i despise I, my this. dog she's got no clue what time it is she's like she doesn't know when to <laughs> bark for food <laughs> i'm like same i don't want to bark for food either that's why we ate at 8 p.m we were like wait it's, it was dinner time <laughs> a long time ago But it didn't feel like it in our soul Souls. No. I suppose. And no. I keep
1: forgetting. And then I looked at like the weather and I was like, oh, sunset isn't until like 7 yeah. 30. That's weird. It's been setting way earlier later. And it took an embarrassingly mm-hmm. long amount of time to be like, oh,
0: it's, yeah, that's why we change. Yeah. And it's been snowy still. And I'm just over it. I don't want that in my life right now. I want like leggings and a sweatshirt. I don't want static and winter jackets
1: well i also want leggings (sighs) and a sweatshirt but alas it was like 80 degrees today
0: okay i don't quite want that we can't all (laughs) get what we want we can't
1: (laughs) okay always get Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, what you want mm -hmm. anyway
0: Who are um, we if we're not? We need to start talking about these
1: books cuz once again this is going to be a bonkers long episode I'm just going to say yeah. It now.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you so you to start return you to return to the point that we
1: opened with. <laughs> I have read <Yes. laughs> at this juncture, the 12th day of the month, 15 books. <laughs> Actually, 16 if I include the one that I finished in February that wasn't on that TV or Tuesday episode. So let's start there with a wicked game.
0: I finished one as well. Yep. A Wicked Game. Uh, A Flame.
1: I will say I'm not going to talk about every single book that I read because there's at least one that I didn't really like. And one was Married by Morning, which our episode is already out. And there's another one that will be included in next week's or uh, Friday's episode. So. Mm hmm. Yep, at good. least I don't have to talk about every single one of these books. Anyway, A Wicked Game by Kate Bateman. <gasps> you were aflame in the Panda Express drive was. I was. I was aflame <laughs> stirring a pot of chicken adobo at my mm-hmm. stove.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it was not an exaggeration
1: book. either. I was listening to the final sex scene through my AirPods, and I had just fully yep. like zoned out and was sitting there <laughs> stirring chicken, listening
0: <laughs> Li- to her ride him yeehaw is what i have for you like that book i said it before and i had started it on a hot girl walk it was great but i didn't have the audio so i was just like walking and reading which is mildly dangerous um but i started (laughs) i started um a little concerned because i thought there because like he was like going for revenge on this map maker and turns out Mm -hmm. she's the map maker and hence the reason why he was locked up on an island and tortured um so he had some um vendettas to dole out and then he finds out it was her and it was a trick map for was it the french or something Mm -hmm. um and he wasn't supposed like they used it but they weren't supposed to use it and then he couldn't be angry and then he just kind of went into being in love with her and it was like okay fine i'll just marry her and spend the rest of the book over
1: the revenge thing
0: Yeah, it was just I'll just spend the rest of the book trying to get her to realize she's in love with me because we've been amicable enemy. Oh my god, amicable and amicable enemies for so long that she will not trust her own heart. I
1: do respect it's a very similar, uh, yeah, uh, uh, premise. I guess like it's not a similar premise, but the idea is very similar to the Duke who didn't, like Courtney Milan, in that the entire. Like hero's goal in that book is Mm -hmm. she won't marry me unless she realizes herself that she's the ideal woman for me. So I can't propose. I have to just try to convince her subtly
0: that we're in love. Like (laughs) same same with um with How to Be a Wildflower by Eloisa James. He he realizes really early on that he's not going to marry the cow woman. Um, who he thought he could have a life with in america i wish and then she from, would like, get her own book i hope she will Sh- frederica she was she's a babe moo moo um like he realized like 30 percent in that he just wasn't gonna do that and then pivoted directly into her into cleo's life and was like okay i'm here <laughs> this is gonna happen and it's like not a creepy way because it can sound like a creepy like i'm gonna make her love me and i'm gonna like spend all my time but it's like a hot way
1: <laughs> again fiction it only works in like dual pov when yeah. you're inside the yeah. guy's
0: brain and you yeah. know it's
1: like oh he's in love and not like oh yeah,
0: yeah and that would like, also oh, this... work
1: for me because he's straight up like without any encouragement from this woman after meeting her like a couple of times yeah. just decided hang on i have to write i have to write to my man of business in america <laughs> And sell all of my holdings Mm -hmm. there because I'm actually going to be living in England from now
0: on. Yep. And he, and he, because he knew that she didn't want to move. So he did, that wasn't an issue. (laughs) He was just like, I love you and I don't care. like Like, yeah. And I mean, in his head, you knew he loved two things, coffee and Cleo. And like the breakfast that they had where he ate like, was it like sardines or something? Or like capers oh capers? Yeah. are those fish i don't know he had some capers every morning he... yeah he ate like capers and toast and coffee and then he was like i love you more than capers and then it was a whole thing so there's that
1: there is that it's a great book i didn't read it this month or in the past couple of weeks no i did me read it i game.
0: remember that one actually yeah
1: i know look at you you remember mm-hmm. more than I, I do
0: right um I-
1: I'm impressed. Anyway, A Wicked Game. I don't know if I prefer it to A Daring Pursuit, because it's been so long since I've read A Daring Pursuit. I'm going to have to reread A Daring Pursuit to determine. But I will say, Harry and and Morgan are perhaps my ideal relationship dynamic. Yeah. Which is, number one, the are they going to fight or are they going to fuck dynamic. Automatically my favorite. Yeah. You can look Mm -hmm. (laughs) at You know how, like, if you look back on your favorite, uh like, media oh, absolutely. relationships a- from childhood? Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I get it. I was a Pride and Prejudice girly, first and mm-hmm. foremost, and I was a Much Ado About Nothing girly, which explains a lot about who I am as a person, specifically mm-hmm. Much Ado About Nothing. Um, It also explains why I think that flirting is only flirting if it's, like, banter and a little bit mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I agree.
1: Morgan and Harrigate, uh, <laughs> they, it, it, they, they're so dumb. They just want to kiss so badly, but the only they reason do. they can think as an
0: excuse is if they come up <laughs> with stupid bet. bets. The premise for so it, too, hot. she was like, he loves to annoy me so much that I'm going to bet him, him that alive. he won't, yeah so like because he was going off to war so she bets him that um if he stays alive she'll like give him three favors or three kisses um if he comes back she was like i like i love him like i like him i like bantering with him so he needs to stay alive like i don't want him dead so if i bet him that he'll stay alive <laughs> i was like go for it
1: it's impeccable logic how it is and then not only did he
0: pull up and eventually demand his three kisses, he said, I never mm-hmm. said where I was where? kissing. Where? Uh, a favorite micro trope. Can I kiss you? What are you doing with your shoulders between my thighs? I never said where. Mm. it's
1: so good. The other notable thing it about is. this one, which you called early on, is that it I um, am really picky about grand gestures. Specifically, mm-hmm. I, with some exceptions, because I think that a public grand gesture can be done well and yeah. be necessary however most of the time i despise public grand gestures they make me deeply uncomfortable i'm mm-hmm. immediately in the shoes of some random spectator who's like why are you doing this to us go find yeah. a room somewhere i literally i just watched the movie that i watched today was bell mm-hmm. the one about the mm-hmm. um dido elizabeth bell the black yeah. woman in the georgian painting Uh, And at the end, when they finally kiss, because it's a period romance yeah uh when they finally kiss it's like they're doing their dramatic love declarations of marriage and such on the street like on the sidewalk and so he like kisses her passionately and like picks her up and there are people walking by the whole time mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they do like a wide shot and like a couple of people have to awkwardly like walk <laughs> around them and then the lady like turns around and looks back at them and I was like yeah do you know how uncomfortable I would be if I was trying to just mind my business walking to like the shops or something and there's a couple making out on the street i'd be like pardon me we're in georgian england we don't do pda anyway the thing that i like Uh, about this book is that number one it wasn't a public grand gesture and number two it was grand but it was very personal and specific it wasn't just like i'm gonna declare in front of everyone Mm -hmm. that i love you because that's dumb Instead, he was like, what if I take this thing that's very specific and personal to the both of us and I make it happen? Also, she had already been like, oh my gosh, you're so right. He's been doing all these little things to, like, that yeah. all say so that she he was loves already me there. and he's been doing it for years. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I am the biggest proponent of. Yes. Hmm. That, <clears throat> that entire series, it happened in every book. It They all have minimal to, like, no breakups. This one was a, a crazed, like... A Frenchman, I a pirate, yes. French uh, Frenchman. Um, I respect so like, like again, Tales.
1: The French are yeah. always the villains. <laughs> sorry if you're French and listening to this. Why? <laughs> I, I mean, it makes sense. England was at war with Napoleon. Yeah. yeah. So of course yeah. the French are the. I'm not sorry.
0: Have you ever watched <laughs> Veggie Tales? The villains are always played by the French peas. I did not grow up watching the Veggie Tales. Um, <gasps> alas <laughs> i've watched well, them sometimes fine. no it's fine yeah. i like no. the dragon tails <laughs> get
1: out of here
0: hey they were good not
1: relevant
0: did, did dragon
1: tails <laughs> have a a boy band that released albums no, no they did, not. Tales did i did not know that the boy band was called boys in the sink And and they had suck. at least one album, and I still know too <laughs> many of the words to too many of the
0: songs. Uh, Sandry tweeted on Twitter today, the boys in motion from Raven. That's a Raven. Um, and that was a great time watching. So that's a Raven had a lovely boy band. Um, you're not familiar with that, are you? Or are nope. You? Are you? We No. We are the boys in motion. We give. Can- I didn't okay. watch. Well, was that on Disney? Unf- that was Disney, yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't watch a ton of those kind of shows growing mm-hmm. up. Like Disney. I watched a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It was more a movie kid. I didn't anyway, watch
0: a lot of those too. <laughs> we're way we way after.
1: Here we are. We're a back. Wicked Game.
0: Mm-hmm. Recommend. Yes. Um... The last one that I had in February was Aphrodite and the Duke, um, which you read and you talked about Mm -hmm. in one of our episodes. Um, And you were right. Like, the third act was a lot to handle. But I loved the writing. Because I think – did you – because it was first person, which was an interesting time for historical. Um, And I think you had noted that in our episode. Um, But I thought thought it was – really funny and i really liked it the the writing style i didn't know how i would like first person um it was really fun and i and i knew the third act was coming so like it was it was very obvious um so i wasn't very angry i was just kind of like i want them to be happy again so please let's just get there uh and there wasn't there wasn't an epilogue um and i i need one so book two here i come um but i loved it the, the audiobook was really good that's fair. Um, I
1: remember that was mm-hmm. one that most, I mean, I had a lot of thoughts about it back when I read it, and now it's, mm-hmm. I, all, yeah. my brain took that information and ejected it, so presumably yeah. I talked about it at some point. Right?
0: It was such an oddly structured book, but I liked it. Was it was an because odd they, structure. It was, because they were, uh, it was a second chance, and he, they were like, gonna get engaged, and then he just never um, showed up. And so he ended up marrying um, someone else And you don't know why She's pissed off at him It's like a few years Like three-ish years later And um, she is now again on the marriage mart Hosting a ball And then he's back in town His wife has died And you think it's gonna be this whole thing Of them getting together But they get together so fast mm-hmm. Like once he explains what happened She's like, oh, bet Okay, cool Let's <laughs> Let's make out you know, and then they, they do. And then they get married. And then it's just them being married, and because he has the, I think he had a daughter, do- his wife had a daughter. Um, yeah. And everyone thinks the daughter is his, because of shenanigans. Um, and so, there's like some bonding there, it was cute, and then you get into the whole third act with his uh, terrible relations and such, but I thought it was just such an odd way to structure it in a really enjoyable way.
1: That's it, fair. It I re- the one thing I do remember is that I had the arc of it and I started it. Yes, and I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't get past yep. like the. I remember that. Yeah, the the dialogue stuck out yep. to me as being very odd, and so that one was one that I switched to audio and to audio. Yep. It was still there were like a couple of times where I was like, this is kind of odd dialogue, but mm-hmm. for the most part the audiobook solved mm-hmm. that, which I Yeah. That's happened multiple I, times. We're switching yeah. audio makes weird dialogue work for me.
0: Yeah. I d I don't think I noticed anything. Um there were a few POVs that I didn't expect. I was kinda like, Why are we having the broader? Yeah, that was POV another weird one for me. And that was someone else, I like, remember I think
1: that's one of the things that I took a little bit of an issue with. And again, I really I did like that book, but one of the things was that I don't think head hopping works in first person. No,
0: No, it was odd. You can't have more than two POVs. Mm Mm-hmm. Um well and in this one they were so random it wasn't even like you had four povs strictly yeah it was just like in a consistent get another person yeah at a consistent interval um it was just occasionally and i had a hard time via audiobook knowing when it was switched to like her brother and not because they had different narrators for them which i just it was just such an it it surprised me when they would pop up and i was like what are we doing here Because we didn't learn too much from those outside POVs that really influenced the plot or anything. No, I think
1: we could have done without those. But I do think it was good. Overall. This is one that, like, the author wasn't a debut, but I think it was her first historical. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to her writing more.
0: Yeah. I'm holding out on requesting the art for book two because I just want the audiobook. Um, So whenever that's that's available, I am raring to go because it's her and the doctor um that's gonna be so good um okay so yeah that was that was that one your next one uh i read how to marry a marble marquee
1: by uh oh boy um N- is that how you say her name i don't know Sh- sure I it's a paranormal know. historical it's part of a mm-hmm. collection i guess that's like the is it monsters in love I don't know if that's what it's called. I don't know. They're I... all around. They're all centered around the monsters ball. Um,
0: oh, okay. So that's a different. Okay, cool. But they're like all it? different authors. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it,
1: it's to be clear, it's an erotic novella. I think it's a novella. Yeah. Um, about a yeah. marble marquee. like he's a gargoyle. Um. Mm-hmm. He, she is you know <laughs> in, she needs to marry well she's done so terribly at the season that the queen is like Same. hey your season's a failure you have to go attend the the monster's ball to find a monster husband and she's like dang I really really need to marry rich so her Same. uncle is like hey I got you Um, this guy will help you the Marquis of whatever Beautiful. And she's expecting, like, an old man, and instead she gets a young, hot gargoyle. Well, actually, I think she, she knew he was a gargoyle because she held tea in the middle of the night but, for him. But gargoyles the, are but the young nocturnal. And hot. <laughs> but the young and hot was a surprise. Um, <laughs> the thing about gargoyles, <laughs> if you didn't know, uh, mm-hmm. is that they are, they're not just nocturnal. They actually uh, turn into stone when the sun is out. Um, dare I they say like... they're hard nice well so they <laughs> on that note there is a little um, there's a, a tad bit of sleep play if you
0: will oh yeah I, I learned the term for that isn't it like somnophilia Som yeah I had no clue what that was now um, I do I don't know why I
1: do anyway Maybe um fanfic <laughs> it was probably fanfic <laughs> um that's the cause for most of my knowledge, if I'm being honest. Uh anyway, there is a little bit of that, except in this case he's not just asleep. He is turned to he stone. But the interesting stone. thing is that he can, can I he's feel? like Yeah, but only oh. right after they fall asleep and right as they're waking up. There's like a really short period of time where he's like paralyzed, but he can like sense things and feel uh-huh. things.
0: Yeah. Anyway, great. that's the great point news. is
1: she's like, I need your help tutoring me to catch a monster husband and he's like bet because he does. never plans on getting married it's a whole thing mm-hmm. but yeah. then he's like i also have to give you lessons in pleasure for romance reasons um I'm generous obviously really? and so then they're just like fucking all over the place at his estate but she's being really petty about it and every time she's doing something to him she's like how do you think a an orc would like would would an orc want me to do such and such different like constantly reminding oh, him that she's gonna go marry oh, someone God. else and oh, he's I like pissed that. about it, um, and then she has to go to the monster ball. Anyway, it was not super long. He was a gargoyle. They had sex. All I bet he was super long. Um, he was. He has a <laughs> knot, also,
0: which was oh. a fun little mm-hmm. twist. A naughty twist. Right. Nice. Thank that you. That was bad,
1: but nice. I know,
0: but it's nice. Yeah. So, um. I in had a. Good a- time. In a shocking turn of events, I also started a an orc novella from CM Nacosta. So in a sleepy haze on, was it like Thursday or Friday morning, um, I got an email from, I ha- I signed up for these newsletters. It was like 13 Valentines from 13 monster writers or something. Um, sure. And I was like, why not? I like emails. Um, and then it told me to buy Monsters in Love for 99 cents and oh, how could i refuse um i love a good anthology and the first one is how a historical could I <laughs> sorry it's okay was that a reference it was to prime and from barbie's
1: princess and the pauper <laughs> <laughs> the best
0: of the barbie movies excuse me swan lake begs to differ
1: Nope, it's easily The
0: Princess and the Pauper. Oh
1: my god, no.
0: I actually won't
1: be taking any criticism on that. Swan Lake is a great movie, but it's no Princess and the Popper.
0: We're going to do the poll, okay? um, On Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, we need a chance to use it. Um, That's true. We'll do that. We can even say, just ask your favorite Barbie movie so you can write in your response too. Um... So, that one, the monster one, it's an orc, and she is, like, the head um, housekeeper, and his, like, valet has to go for some reason, and so she's now acting as his valet also as well as, like, that housekeeper. Um, he... Classic. Right. Um, he's, like, a very quiet, reserved orc, I suppose, um, and and she's, like she's very attracted to him she loves thinking about him at night um he doesn't he hasn't really shown like much outward like lust or anything um she finds a dirty uh like two dirty books in his office and she's like oh these must be here as a mistake he could never that's just so not him um so she looks into them and they're all orcs as he is um and so she's like, wow, that's hot. I'm going to go, you know, get myself off. And then she accidentally left the books on his desk, and then she goes back to get them. She's like, that's so embarrassing. They're gone. I wonder who found them. Um, I haven't gotten farther than that, but it's been a great time so far. Um, <laughs> The most notable thing that I simply have to mention is that in this world, orcs have such large... uh. I don't. It's penises. I, I want to say peni. Um, appendages that they that they have to be strapped down. They like they have to be strapped around one thigh. He he. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like the like there's a strap that goes around. So like, oh, oh dear. God. The appendage is like shift. He he goes to the left. If you were curious. Um and then the valet dress has to, to like dress us up. There we are. Um I will. Um and then they have to like strap it down because it's so like, virile and excitable. I don't I haven't we haven't encountered um her actively engaging with it and she's like I will like I will help him. I am nothing but his loyal servant. Um so yeah. When I discovered I. that they had <laughs> they had to be strapped down I thought that was a fun little nugget of <laughs> Knowledge in my brain now.
1: So. One of the things that stops me from enjoying monster romance as much as others
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> is that I get a little afraid every time there's a mention of like an abnormally large yeah. penis.
0: Cause like, yeah,
1: I already don't love the, the like uh, trend, I guess, in romance yeah. where their dicks are always so big and it's always like, yeah, ah, you look no. I'm like, it's a little eye roll, but also a little like, mm hmm. That's just not accurate, like it yeah. also just doesn't sound like a good time to me and not yeah. everybody wants a giant dick. But so when it's like that big or like fucking yeah. uh the rogue's rules of for seduction, where she's like, Oh, the head of his penis is almost is as big as plum. a plum.
0: And I was like, ow. Oh, we, we had what we, did we you had mean? a discussion. We were like, okay, it's not a genetically engineered plum at that time, so like not as big as our plums. But then there Wait, was also a line where oh. there was also the line where he couldn't get his hand around it. He's like, he was so, he was like so thick that he could barely wrap his fingers fully around. And I'm like, that man, you I know, always- he has like large hands. And I was like, if he can barely control it, what's going on?
1: So it stops yeah. me from really loving a lot of rom- uh, monster romances mm-hmm. because they're always like, "Oh, well, they are way bigger than humans," and I'm like, "That just doesn't. It doesn't yeah. sound like a good time to me." To each their own. Yeah. Some people like that, I guess. And you know what? No shade. Good for y'all. I would simply not be taking an orc's schlong <laughs> if it has if it's so big it has to
0: be strapped to his thigh. <laughs> dicked down by an orc shalong in dallas <laughs> uh won't be caroline <laughs> it's like the, the jury's still out on me it's like passion by lisa valdez yeah. i was like this doesn't cervix sound like a good bent, time yeah i
1: don't want you yeah. to be breaching
0: my cervix see that that's even more alarming than you know just a gigantic dick the the uh, cervix that just seems like not pleasant Ugh. um well here we are we're back uh we yeah. both read bookshop cinderella by laura lee girk so we can talk about that um what a fun time she's all that yeah I, but make it I'm, historical I,
1: I thought it was delightful
0: it really was i mean um standard disclaimer it's a forever mm-hmm. book. Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um it, but I
1: I loved it.
0: It was it did some really interesting things with how it approached uh the she's all that trope or I suppose my fair lady like in a, and then there's before that whatever. In my cultural reference it's she's all that. Um and it really felt like the movie and I had a very good time because I that's one of my favorite like milestone movies in my life mm. um and they exposed the bet early so it's not a it's not like a content like a source of contention down the road mm-hmm. which was really nice and i loved you you we were talking about it and you were like i just love how she accepted it because she, it was like out of pettiness like yeah i can do it
1: i um, respect so much like yeah. i am motivated out of spite spite is Same. my primary motivation that's why i write line. such long reviews <laughs> that's valid so like <laughs> i feel like laura lee Gerke gets that so she yeah. gave me this heroine who like yeah there were other motivating things and yeah she was gonna turn him down but then extenuating circumstances yeah. meant she had to yeah. go along with it but on multiple occasions he goaded her by being like don't yeah. you want to prove these slimy little boys wrong and she was like <laughs> facts slimy i sure boy. do and <laughs> he didn't say that but they were slimy <laughs> and then like those bitches from school showed up and she was like <laughs> yeah this is kind of fun and then at the end <laughs> mm-hmm. she was like no i can't be with him it'll be too hard and then speaking of slimy little boys, the Duchess, we're not supposed to be talking about spoilers it's tbr tuesday but fuck the point is that she's motivated by spite yeah and i not all the time the- but on several occasions and i respect it
0: There to not say any spoilers there was a point where i was like what's gonna happen and her response to the thing that happened was wonderful and (laughs) dare i say (laughs) (laughs) i'm
1: not trying to spoil it a thing (laughs) happened and her response to the thing
0: was excellent (laughs) I don't know how else to say it without giving a spoiler. So just, let's just say she's my petty queen, and okay. <laughs> I enjoyed her response.
1: Um, Yeah. There is a point vague. at which – I don't <laughs> okay. know if this is what you're talking about because you were so vague that not even I know and I've read the book, but I will say there's a point where she has Taking convinced herself of something. Yeah, that's the and, point, because then... Okay, uh, and somebody yeah. else tells her she can't do yes. a thing, and then immediately yes. turns her around, and she goes, you know what, yes. actually,
0: I can. Yes, so that that and was... So incredible. So now you have to read the book to know what I was talking about and what else she was talking about. <laughs> they are both two sides of the same coin.
1: For those of you um, who don't know this book, it is, she's all, I mean, yeah. it is My Fair Lady, you're right, but, like, it's specifically yeah. she's all that and yeah. that the hero literally yeah. accepts a bet to, like, turn yes. her into the bell of the ball. And yes. then what? Falls in love with her himself.
0: Who? Knew? Who could have
1: guessed? I say mm. lovingly because it was just delightful every step of the way. Mm. Also, she's living my dream. He, like, puts her up in this fancy hotel and, like, pays and for just, all of her stuff. That's really what I want in life, right?
0: Yeah. She just goes and that's looks at, I like, knew.
1: art visits museums yep. and stuff in her free time mm-hmm.
0: this is once again me telling you to read along came a lady by christy coldwell it's the same it's not a bet she works for his father and his father pays her to go corral him but hot coal miner named rafe just saying a very fun third act it was lovely my fair lady stuff is my catnip um i really do have a fondness. so That one's not out, is it like July or something? It is June Uh, 20th, yeah, 2023. So put it on your tabs. Um (laughs) (laughs) it's a Dan in real life quote. Um What you what you got next. We have talked Um, so long. Jesus.
1: Don't worry about it. I read a novella. So I've been reading through there's a series that is almost entirely on K U. Uh, called Regency in Color and it's another like mm. s- series where all the novellas are written by different authors um, mm-hmm. and I have been kind of reading them sporadically mixing them in mm-hmm. because I have been determined to find one that I like so far the ones that I had read I didn't really vibe with they were like meh three either yeah. like really forgettable or they just like ran into problems that I have a lot with novellas of them trying to do too much um yep. or like yep, not yep having enough time to tell the story that they're trying to tell. And I finally found one that I liked Ooh. and it was so cute. And it was called the 40 day governess, uh, Ooh. by Mary Farmer. Um, uh, mm, so mm-hmm. basically the hero has been staying in, I believe they're in like the West Indies. Gotcha. Maybe. Um, because his brother went there and married a woman there. Mm hmm. Um and then it, they died, uh. So he is now the father figure, the what a the guardian of the two little girls. Nice. And they are little hellions, and he's been there for a couple of months, like selling the land and dealing with things. Um. And the day before they're set to leave, their governess quits and basically is like, mm-hmm. "I literally can't take it anymore. These girls are the worst." Um. Nice. And so he's like, oh, no, I don't have a governess for this 40-day journey back. And the guy that he's, like, kind of friends been staying with has this housekeeper who has a strange resemblance to him. And so basically everybody knows that she's his daughter, but she's black, so she's, like, illegitimate and he can't. Like, recognize that she's his yeah. daughter, so she's, like, his housekeeper. And he basically is like, yeah, she'll be the governess. <laughs> she'll go, and she's like, I sure don't want to. And he's like, well, you're gonna go be the governess just for the journey over, and then you can go make a new life as a housekeeper somewhere in England, because I'm getting married, and I haven't told her about you. Whoa. Yeah, he. it's one of those things where he's, like, trying to be nice, and you can tell that he cares in his own way, but you're like, my guy, yeah. this is not it. Anyway, so she's like, fine. Basically, they're going to go, oh, and the hero, meanwhile, he's he never expected to inherit, so he's a mess. Mm. Uh, he, he's not trained <laughs> for this at all. He's, like, not an aristocrat, basically. Um, but he needs a wife really badly, and they find out there's this, like, young widow mm. who's a lady that's going to be on this trip. So he's g- decided that he's going to try to marry her, and she wants to get in good with her to become potentially her housekeeper. So they agree to, like, help each other gotcha while they're on this voyage like talk each other up to her um and they fall in love obviously and it's just like it's them with the kids um they like there's all this drama with a storm on the ship and like she's Mm. the only capable one it's um it's just adorable it's very cute it's sounds lovely they don't try to do too much it almost all of it takes place on this boat there's not a crazy third act. Like, there's a brief misunderstanding, but it's rectified pretty much immediately, and then you're just happy. It was just a cute little good time.
0: I love a good boat, Mance. Uh, for me, I read Summer Reading by Jen McKinley. Uh, it's from Berkeley. That was an arc, and it comes out in May. Um, so, again, not too much, but he is a, a hot library director. And Mm -hmm. she is a hot chef. Um, Currently, she's unemployed, but then she takes up catering, which I have a soft spot for. I catered for two summers. Um, And she is dyslexic. So she does not like to read um, and has a lot of past history with people like shaming her and thinking she's not smart. And meanwhile, all of the coping mechanisms she's had to develop since like middle school um have made her just incredibly smart um as well as like an incredibly great uh kitchen manager but she was let or she quit after um she was passed over for promotion um in part due to the guy's assumption that she just wasn't smart enough to handle a kitchen um and so him being a librarian director um was a little it was a source of she was nervous to tell him that she wasn't a reader and then all this stuff uh but it was really cute i can like it's one of those books where i think the rating on goodreads will be like 3.6 you know um uh, <sighs> that's sometimes the sweet spot because it really worked for me the third act kind of got a little bit out there um i don't care he was a hot librarian and he read her a book and during the sex scene what did he do I'm going to leave it to your imagination until you guys read it. I had a really great time. And she had a son – or she did not have a son. She had a little brother who she was babysitting for the summer. And, I mean, he was 14. So, like, not little, little. But I love those sibling dynamics too. So, I recommend it. It was a perfect summer read. Um, Closer to summer than beach read. (laughs) You know, like, that one's tangentially. This one, again, is maybe not, like – that's not the key part of it. But it gave me those summer vibes. Um, and it was, like, the Cape Cod, um, the – what's it called? Not an, uh, Mar- Mar- Martha's Vineyard, um, and a, a fantasy of mine is getting to go to the Cape and or somewhere around there and just eat crab. So <laughs> it worked for me. Uh, yeah. So that, that's well, –
1: speaking, I guess, of <laughs> summer. I read Midsummer Moon – the laura kinsale which i talked about last episode yeah this book is so absurd i say that lovingly i thought it was a great book (laughs) um (laughs) it does have some bad reviews this book is number one from 1987 and number two a lot of it is playing with like consent and what it means to consent and I had a really interesting discussion in my DMs with Alexandra Vasti, um, mm, mm-hmm. the author, um, where we talked a little bit about like the what Laura Kinsale is doing with consent in this book because it starts with a bang. Of the the, the heroine is like clearly neuro- neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. She's um, a brilliant like scientist inventor. But she's been, like, raised by this eccentric uncle to be super scattered. Um, I mean, to be super sheltered. She is very scattered. Um, Not great with, like, social cues, reading other people. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of all over the place, super into her work. Has no knowledge of really, like, the outside world, let alone, like, interpersonal relations or her own body. So she literally has no concept of, like sex or like what yeah. that means in a relationship or like being taken advantage of any of this. And he meanwhile is a duke. Mm, and he's mm-hmm. very honorable and buttoned up and he would never ever take it. Like he's actually very miffed that she's like living alone with these elderly servants and has mm-hmm. no protector or anything and he's very upset about this. And then he accidentally gets dosed <laughs> yes. with an aphrodisiac and he's we're talking about and that and that it's not time. just that he's horny, it's that he's high <laughs> out of his mind. And you can <laughs> see it change in the writing where all of a sudden he's like kind oh, no. of drifting in the clouds. It Like he literally oh, no. is not in his right mind. So they end up banging it out a couple of times because she's like this is, feels good to me. Um, and then when he comes down from that he's like oh no there was something in the salt and then immediately tries to marry (laughs) her but she doesn't want to marry him (laughs) yeah well but also her life is in danger because the french are after her invention which is what he's come Come here to get so all the french the villains so (laughs) aren't they always so (laughs) he's already come thinking that merlin is a man to take This man and the invention, which is basically a walkie-talkie to safety, but then he gets there and it's this young woman with a hedgehog in her pocket and chaos in her life, and he's like, oh no, and then he sleeps with her against his will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A hedgehog in her pocket and chaos in her life. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, queen, but
1: like... (laughs) um. so he had already come to take this person away to protect them because the person who delivered him the message about this invention was literally stabbed so he's like i have to save you so he already is trying to get her but then he sleeps with her and so he shows up the next day um intending to marry her but while she was out trying to like carry out this experiment her house was ransacked because somebody was after her so he's like number one Mm -hmm. we have to get married number two you have to come live with me and she's like i don't want to marry you And it's actually a very, like, emotional thing. It's because he's so upset being worried about her that he breaks her kite that she was using for the experiment. And she, like, can't Mm -hmm. get past this because she's like, why would you do that? Like, Mm
0: -hmm. And he's
1: like, it's just a kite. Why do you care? And to her, that was, like, her thing that she was working on for her flying machine. So it's a really interesting, like, I find it fascinating the way Kinsale sets up these two people who are, like, opposed in any... They're, like, diametrically opposed because the entire thing, he is very afraid of losing her. Like, mm-hmm. he is deeply, deeply, deeply afraid of heights. Has a really intense phobia of it. And she's building a flying machine. And that's the thing that, like, she oh. cares about in this world more than anything else. Oh, that'll so he's do determined it. to keep yep. her from flying this flying machine because yep. he's convinced it's gonna kill her. And she doesn't, well, and he never tells anyone about his fear of heights, so she already mm-hmm. doesn't understand what his thing is. And she, she like, has no concept mm-hmm. of understanding what his deal is and why yeah. he's so upset. So they are just, like, at odds the entire time. I also, love, she won't I marry him, yeah. which he's mad about because he is he's, like, importuned her on a whatever yeah. and is like, I yeah. need to marry you. But also he's obsessed with her and she doesn't want to give up her legal personhood because if she marries him, he could force her to stop working on her flying machine. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. There are some, like, one-star reviews of people being mad at the hero for, like, essaying her, and... Yeah. Uh, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think it really counts if he also was drugged.
0: Yeah, I think it would be they were both taken advantage of, rather than, Right, like,
1: like it was a really unfortunate happenstance. Yes, yeah. But neither of them was in the mind like neither of them were able to give yeah.
0: consent yeah damn
1: so it was weird That's this not- one also has a giant cast of characters and multiple side romances mm. and they're all delightful it's and so fun the and there's the hedgehog which i discussed mm-hmm. at length last time the narrator mm-hmm. Nicholas Bolton does a really good job, especially he does like really distinct voices for every character. So even though there's a big cast of characters, you never get confused who's who. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really fun. His, the hero's brother um, is a really interesting. He's divorced, and his wife is also there. Wait, are they? And doing... she's French, I think actually.
0: <laughs> what? I was going to say, they do get they? Back um... together. Oh, okay, cool. I do love that. Um, but there's a lot of
1: drama And he's all mad at his brother Because he's so perfect But he the, he, the brother is mad at the hero Because he's always so perfect and upstanding And like gotcha. shady Or like shades him for doing these things But then mm. he's like you took advantage of her And so he's all mad at him the whole time Nice There are three separate kidnappings There's <laughs> Three separate kidnappings The aphrodisiac There's a brief bout of amnesia um, Which is another no, thing that it's people that read in the book low were mad about. Um There's he I has to rescue her from a tower at the end, which involves like scaling a cliff ba- or like climbing along nice. a cliff. Yeah. Um, they do end up flying the flying machine out of a bombed built like it's there's like uh- fire whatchamacallit, nice. gunpowder in the building and it's blowing up. There is just a lot happening here. And I had wow. such a good time.
0: Yeah. It did Most get a little bit annoying by the end. Yeah,
1: it got a little annoying at the end when they were like still. He, he yeah. does some shady things that are not cool and she is... Really insistent on not marry. So by the end, you're kind of like, "Come on!" You're just like, "Get yeah!" You're like, "We've gotten this far. Like, let's get just get it together and go." It's also long because yeah. it's from 1987. But yeah, God, if I didn't have yeah. a great time. Okay, I, I talked for a long journey. time about it, but I do recommend.
0: Checking it's TBR that one out. Tuesday. We frequently have said there are rules, but there are no rules actually. Um, so <laughs> we can't we can't be controlled by arbitrary time constraints. Um, and Even again, timestamps, yeah, they they exist. You can just skip a dip right on over. Um, for me, I had Hotel of Secrets by Diana Biller. Um, mm. I read her two previous books. You've read Brightest Star in Paris before. Um mm-hmm. and then I read that one and The Widow of Rose House because I thought they were connected to this. They're not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh this one has no paranormal elements like those other two. I found those two while very well written um and with very cinnamon roll like golden retriever heroes. I think that's a part that Diana really excels at is like are her heroes. Um those ones made me sad. Like deep down sad. Both of them. I just felt sad. This one was just fluffy. And I love it because there's, there's, there sure is murder and someone gets <laughs> his brains blown out, like, oh, down, down in this hotel. But, like, fluffiest romance you could ever find. Um, it was, so he was a virgin hero. He was like a, uh, like a state employee for the American government. She was in, a – she owns this hotel, the Hotel Vulner. Um, and someone's like sending out codes is or something. Is the Hotel of Secrets? Is the Hotel is How, did you of know? How did you know? Uh, it, <laughs> I can't imagine why you knew that. Uh, what? Wizardry? Wow. I'm psychic. <laughs> uh, it's in oh, Vienna. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that
1: was another bad reference.
0: <laughs> Who are we? If we're not Making questionable references. It was Monty Python
1: and the Holy Grail, for those of you listening, if you didn't uh, I wish I
0: had some coconuts to just clop together as another. Um, As a side note, one time
1: we got a couple of coconuts to eat them, and my dad (laughs) demanded that we give him the the halves of the coconut shell. And he spent the rest of the day around, and then he took them to work. And he kept them in his desk at work so that he could
0: (laughs) around the office. Anyway... Hotel um, stands. yes, uh, so basically someone is shipping out uh secret American codes from this hotel they've traced him there. Um, this guy he is not a spy. he has never wanted to be a spy, but they send him off to be a spy so he's just a very <laughs> bad spy. um Me. and it the the best part is kind of like the um Courtney the Duke who didn't where he's so scared to tell her that um that he is the Duke meanwhile this guy tries so hard not to tell anyone he's a spy and he does his damnedest everyone knows he's a spy they knew coming in (laughs) so like and he has no clue that they know Uh, i thought that was very fun um the comment that i made in my goodreads review that got a lot of people was he cites his sources during sex because of course he has to look at erotic literature um before gearing up to pleasure her and it, and it was course. classic and it was great I had a lot of fun um, kidnapping love it we do yeah. love a kidnapping it, it, the audiobook was fantastic I really liked the narrator the only thing there were a lot of characters um, and via audiobook while you're also working was kind of a lot so that's my only note is that maybe have an open brain and a puzzle or something um that you're not like focusing too hard on while you're listening. But loved it so hard. I do be puzzling.
1: Well, that's good. I have the audio for that I do be one. Mhm. You're
0: you're going to be in for a treat. I think you're going to really like it. Um oh, I would definitely read um, that. Noted. Well, I read
1: books 2 and 3 of Tessa Dare's uh, Girl Meets Duke mm-hmm. series
0: pleasantly mm-hmm.
1: surprised by the third guy not being a duke but just
0: duke i um, love that man mm. that's my favorite in this. so series. here's
1: my so two was the governance game three is the wallflower wager i read them because i was trying to get to the wallflower fl- wager the because hedgehog. the hedgehog yes mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i ended up like i all both of them were four stars it was It's mm-hmm. Tessa Dare so it's very charming She so far has not impressed me As like one of my favorite authors But one that like I know mm-hmm. I'll have a good
0: time You know what I mean You need to read more I'm, I am want your opinions after you read more of her older stuff Okay Well at any rate but, yeah. I liked
1: The Governance Game better than The Wallflower Wager the wall. Mm-hmm. I think my pro- I uh, and again four stars. I really enjoyed it. I had a good yeah. time. I think my problem with the Wallflower wager was that both of them and their backstories and their whole like relationship setup felt very Lisa Claypiss to me. Mm. But I like Lisa I writing style better, and so the whole time mm. I was just like, Mer. but Tom. Oh, Severn I read was, that. But Harry Rutledge was. But it was like a really oh. similar... like. Yeah, Gabriel Duke yeah. was a very I similar. Oh yeah, because it wasn't <laughs> And again, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I don't know
1: I... I don't know what it was. It just didn't quite get me
0: the way that mm-hmm. the governess game and even the that's... Duchess Deal did. That's how I feel about the Duchess Deal. That one, the setup for me. I liked it. I that's the only one I haven't reread out of that series. Um I listened to the third one the most because it was my favorite. And then book two i've listened at least two times um plus reading physical copies um that was how i read them the first time um i I need to go back and reread book one because i think now i'll even i'll like it even more i read it really early in my historical romance journey
1: well so Um, did i but i really like it it, it, like really really early one of my first ones Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. but parts of that book have like stuck with me even mm-hmm. those years ago, which is why like I don't remember a ton of yeah. it, but I remember enough that I like I think I enjoyed it more than
0: the. the well, my Colorado. favorite part of the series is the male friendships, and you don't get that. You get him with a small child in book one, um, and then you get I think his name is Ash because then you get him mm-hmm. in book two, and then by the end in book three, you've got him and whatever the dude's name in book two was going against Gabriel, and I had I, and they're birthing a goat together. One, mm. so I was
1: gonna say mm. it did single handedly take it from three mm. to four stars when mm-hmm. I got to the goat birthing scene. Mm-hmm. That well, because mm-hmm. I was like, the especially after school. reading yeah. the governess game, which is so yeah. funny. Like
0: yeah. I was oh, cracking
1: million. up constantly, and yeah. then this one was like, yeah. it was it was fun, it was charming, but it wasn't as funny. Mm-hmm. It was funny, but it wasn't as funny, and so yeah. I was kind of like, uh, yeah. ah, this is like I'm not having as much fun as I did with the other one. And then we got to the goat birthing scene, and I was like, okay. <laughs> You got me on this what You've got Chase in the corner, like, <laughs> <laughs> trying not to throw up. And Ash is like, shut up. I've had a kid. I know how this is going to go. That's horrific. I never want to see that again. I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to forget that. And Chase is like, and Gabriel, <laughs> and Gabriel and is like, like, everybody like, shut damn it, in love. <laughs> up. I,
0: I, yeah, yeah, I love him so he's, much. Yeah. So then he has to, he's like, I'm going to take one for the team and shove my entire arm up this goat. Mm. Yeah. And, and then it's like that. his goat. And then it, he it adopts the goat. goat. Mm. And he
1: names it George because Ash's mm. first name is George and he hates it. So it's she so did win me with that scene. The ending I also yeah. did like. I don't know that I mm. loved I Penny's. Backstory—it just confused me with the way she was written earlier in the book, and then Penny's mm-hmm. backstory mm-hmm. reveal kind of had me going like, interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I would have to reread, knowing what her thing is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, to yep. see. But there were times when I was like, I feel like she would have been more hesitant. But you know, yeah, who am I to say? Um, exactly. But the way that yeah. she handled it in the end ultimately did win me over.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so- liked the ending of that one. Better than the governess game, just because I felt like the governess game. It's been a while since I read it, but it just took one either like it wasn't really a breakup, but like one denial of some like feelings too me Yeah, it took too a little far. while.
1: Yeah. Um The Governess game I also like I liked the romance, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't reread it for the romance. It just I would vibes, reread like it the, for the, the laughter. Kids. Yeah. 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 That's it a good... was just too funny. hmm Oh um, god. And Chase is goddamn hysterical himself. Um, every mm. stupid doll eulogy. took I mean, me out. And Mary Jane Wells doing games. the voices of those girls. <laughs> I will uh, never get over every time Rosamond woke him up with just like dropsy. <laughs>
0: Some, her, her narration. The I did love it. It reminded me of the uh, evil, not evil, but the. Hedgehog from the Midsummer movie yeah. animation.
1: <laughs> oh, like, borderline yeah. demonic child voice because those mm-hmm. kids are borderline demonic. They also took me out mm-hmm. when they did show up in the Wallflower Wager. They were funny. Yep. Um, yep.
0: Ugh.
1: Anyway, so that that that's all. I just, The governess Game is just one of the funniest books I've ever read. The Wallflower Wager, <laughs> I didn't like as much, but it was still a really good time.
0: I can't remember. I had just recently reread The Wallflower Wager because someone on Twitter, I think it posted something from like a sex scene. And I was like, wait, what? Because of course it flew my brain, like fleed, fled. I can speak. It <laughs> fled my brain immediately after I read it the last time. So, I had to go and re-experience it. I really, like, um, barely remember the sex scenes, and I read that's it. That's where I'm at right day. now. I have no clue. I don't know. There was one by, a like, a shore, like, a stream or something like that. Oh, um, that's not a full sex scene. They're just making out no, in the No, yeah. Uh, my – I loved the uh, fancy of uh, fuck love parrot who that was did raised take me out in um, the – Like a pleasure house. And she thought it was like fancy a fox glove. And he's like, no, he's definitely saying fancy a fuck glove. And the lady who owned him previously was um, like a pimp. (laughs) So (laughs) there you go. Well, that and then
1: all of the other... Like, all yeah. of her friends also are, like, what is – what is she saying? And all of their husbands are, like, fancy and fuck love. He's, she's saying fancy fuck love. Like, it's so very obvious. That also was a funny bit when it came back in the yeah. epilogue.
0: Yeah. And then um, with the sham and, like, her fake meat because she's a vegetarian, I thought that was also lovely. And everyone – because everyone, like, fakes it and tells her that they're delicious. And then Gabriel comes along. He's, like, this is the worst thing I've ever had. And she's he like, and they're like How could you? are lying to you. And they're like, How could you tell her that she's a delicate flower? He's like, No, she's not. But also they're shitty. And then his like one of his gestures was to have a whole catered meal of um vegetarian options at a ball. And I thought that was lovely. Again, so much about Tessa Dare, but I I do love her. I really like her writing. I don't really compare her to Lisa Clay, but like I compare her in caliber to me, but like not writing style. So I'll have to think about that when I read her next. Because um, it wasn't like style, style;
1: it was just the like those two characters. The, were,
0: the character styles,
1: yeah, were very Clay, but it, it, they, it like mm-hmm. they struck me as very Penny was very uh like Helen or Cassandra ask yeah like a little bit quieter yeah. Helen a little I could see, because she's yeah. Um and then he was very like bootstraps Mm -hmm. out for revenge. It what really did it for me was when he drags her through like the rough part of town and shows her like here is where I like
0: That's the one Then they just fuck in the they they fuck in the streets and that's Oh they do fuck in an alley that's that that's the scene that got me to reread it. (laughs)
1: There we are. Well he drags her through and is like, (laughs) here's like a Door that you you know you can take shelter in from the cold when you're yeah. freezing and dying, and he yeah. like takes her through basically this like yeah. horrific childhood the- that he had on the streets. Yep. And the whole time I was like, "This is like big Tom Severin energy," but
0: I like mm-hmm. Tom Severin better. Mm. I'll have to. I have. It's been a while since I read *Chasing Cassandra*. Um. I distinctly had remembered that street fucking scene, or the well, like, alley fucking, I guess. Um, and then I couldn't remember which book it was.
1: And it then was, I just yeah. forgot
0: it because it happened it happens a lot. And then um on Twitter someone had uh taken the screenshot from Kindle and I was like, aha, this is what I've been waiting for, and immediately ditched my TBR, got the audiobook because I had purchased it from Chirp when it was on sale and had a fabulous Tuesday night. It was it was it was a good scene. Mm. Tessa and her class differences. Again, any duchess will do. Railing her. Each thrust is a different courtesy title he's got. (laughs) Just to show how different. Oh, her brain sometimes. Okay. Well, I have much to think about. (laughs) (laughs) After reliving those memories. And a completely different direction i read night of the living queers uh 13 tales of terror and delight which is horror um and that's not really a genre that i read but again i love a good anthology for like discovering authors and i do love a good spooky time um it was oh there were some that were just so cute some were true horror and i was like oh my fucking god what is happening it was a lot but i had a really good time um you can like read my review for the ones like my favorites of them um but they all revolved around like the blue moon so it was like halloween and then even further it was like the blue moon so then there was a lot of like um folklore and like mythology around like what happens on a blue moon um and i will definitely be reading it around halloween i don't know if i'm strong enough mm-hmm. to read the entire thing on <laughs> Halloween because I'm a wimp like I am so weak um there the ones that were my favorite were n- not unsurprisingly like the lighter ones um but there were some that were because they were really short so they weren't like very long so like some of them had like fucky endings I was like oh my fucking god if that happened to me um I recommended it a lot it was read now um from when from Wednesday books on Neck Alley, and I was like I love the cover I need it I had a really good time, so I recommend it for a good Goosebumps comp, or maybe more Fear Street than Goosebumps, because um, I did love those growing up. So um, it gave me those vibes.
1: I I don't really do horror, so
0: yeah, I, yeah. I, I believe I, ha- you. I guess I dabble. I'm a dabbler. I couldn't read Goosebumps as a child. Mm. I didn't read I... as a kid i didn't read them as a young adult um i think i started with goosebumps and then i bumped it up a little bit to fear street um and i had, sure had nightmares but you know who's to say i mean i had nightmares about the mummy and scooby doo asking for a coin coin and i thought i was going to be petrified in my grandma's bedroom so
1: oh <laughs> well on the flip side i once had a nightmare about the phantom of the opera so <laughs> Yeah. Actually, a fun fact about me is that <laughs> two sides I of the same coin. <laughs> can't sleep with the door open. Like yeah, all no. doors have yeah. to be closed, which yeah, just like me now as an adult. Um, I just mm-hmm. like having doors closed because privacy. But as a child, initially, I could sleep with the door open because like it didn't. Mm-hmm. Why did it matter to me? Um, until my parents are convinced they've never watched the like Phantom of the Opera movie. But we must mm-hmm. have, because I, I distinctly remember, like, seeing scenes from the movie. Yeah. Because at that point in my life, I wasn't familiar with The Phantom of the Opera.
0: hmm
1: So I must have seen some part of this movie. At any rate... You're such a I- classics kid that you had nightmares about a movie. <laughs> I did have a nightmare where... It wasn't like a full-on nightmare, but I the only thing I remember was that the Phantom of the Opera was standing in my doorway. And from that point forward, I had to have the door closed. Um oh my God. And years later, the twenty-fifth anniversary uh at Albert Hall recorded version came out, mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite things. And it's the the version that I listen to, and I simply adore Phantom of the Opera. Um this- says so much about you and I But love I did it. once have a nightmare about it. <laughs> um so funny. This all makes sense. Anyway.
0: Thank you for that tidbit. Completely unrelated to that. <laughs> another book <laughs> another book that I read
1: Ooh. is Anna Maria and the Fox Uh by Liana my wife. Rosa. <laughs> my wife. Yeah. I so my respect wife. I can see this as being a book that maybe doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, um, I was there.
0: I I see that, too. It was a lot slower in the
1: beginning. It's really slow burn, and it's really yeah. external plot heavy, which, like, yeah. I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Because I totally vibe with the, like, historical political stuff. Yeah. I can see why somebody who's, like, strict heavy Me. romance only would be annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a great time. And yeah. also the fact that it's so external plot heavy means that, number one... There was a lot of time where they just got to, like, have philosophical debates, which made my little heart happy, because my number one complaint with other romance novels a lot of the time Mm -hmm. is that they didn't have time to get to know each other. like And fall in love that quickly. I agree. Right. I'm like, they didn't have a conversation. Like, I wanted them to have at least a couple of conversations. And this one, they had so many conversations that were, like, really intense philosophical political debates that I was like, oh, you're in love. Stop. (laughs) That's dirty talk. And then they spent so much time doing that that then ultimately when he was like, oh dang it, spoilers, wait, go back. (laughs) I will edit that out. They spent so much time talking that ultimately when a marriage of convenience comes up through plot. Things (laughs) Things <laughs> you don't have to like spend a lot of time being like, No, I can't marry no. you. Like, I only no. want to make blah blah blah. It's just like you're already in love, and then you don't have a ton yeah. of like, there's not really a breakup, it's an external conflict. Yep, yep. which yep, I appreciated because yep. it was just like, Let's go to town on these politics, and I was like, Go off, let's and do let's it. Let's go
0: to town on the marital bed, on the marital bed. Uh, they did indeed, and I respect that. They did, it was good. Um. I agree with everything that you said. No, no, it was quite charming. Um, also, very excited mm-hmm. for the other. Characters. I think book two, book two screams setup that I love. You know, it which just one is book two? Really? You know, I'm saying this, and I remember <laughs> that I was excited for book two. That's valid. It's he's like I he's just, like a like, just... he owns land close. He's like the guy's friend and the one sister. Um, oh, it's serious than have. Isabel.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? Well, the quiet can, sister? I,
0: I, the I, I, I think it's so. been a long time. All I remember is that he's some nobleman and there's like an enemies-ish situation or like adversaries in some.
1: Yeah. Well, problem. both of the sisters have been set up with adversaries. So Isabel yes. and Sirius is the one, but we don't know why they're adversaries. And she's also mm-hmm. like... You'll see when you read it. So no spoilers for the listener, not for you. Obviously, you've yes. read it. But like, she's... <laughs> she's got Honestly, something point, going on yeah
0: that even oh, Anna he, Maria
1: doesn't like know what you're
0: it is. right you're right you're right again i'm not saying like, it's. She's, I'm just saying you're right now yeah she's anything. doing something
1: and you never uh-huh. really find and then out he, what and the two of them have s- interacted yeah. but we
0: haven't seen it because of it yeah um because there was the i think there was the preview at the like the first chapter oh, i didn't
1: read it if there was
0: I think I did, so I know a little bit. Um, it's all coming back to me now. Thank you. Uh, sh- all sh- back. I was gonna say thank you, Cher. <laughs> is that Cher? That's Cher, right? Uh,
1: is it? Who knows? Or is it Celine know. Dion? It's one oh, the- it's
0: Celine Dion. It's okay. Celine Dion. Yep. Look at you. Good job. The other C. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the other C. <laughs> You're the other C.
1: <laughs> oh, the other other C. <laughs> the CD, if you will. <laughs> oh. So- um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we've been talking too long yeah okay okay Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Uh, quickly I read a Dash of Salt and Pepper by uh, Costco Jackson I really enjoyed it the audiobook was very fun um, I had like a few gripes with the ending but overall I really enjoyed the writing and it was very funny um, and I am just all for food content so give me all the food content in your books and I will have a great time listening to it um, there was just some weird, like, not really plot holes, but just some things in the writing style that were odd. Like, I didn't know if they'd had sex before. So, like, they, like, started dating. And then it, like, time jumped like, three months. But I don't think they had had sex in that time. But it was so vague that I don't know if they had. And then they just, like, did it in Logan's car. And, like, oh. and I think that was the first time because it seemed like it. But it was Intense. And I was like, whoa, what is happening? It was like just a very – there were some very odd plot things of how they were conveyed to us that were, like, confusing. But overall, I liked it. Um, There was, like I said, a hot daddy chef, so you can't really go wrong in that department. Back to you, C.
1: Why also (laughs) – also, read a queer MM, but this one was historical. Mm-hmm. The Secret Lives mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of Country Gentlemen by KJ yeah, Charles. I'm excited for that one. Banger. This is another one that kind of similarly to, although a little bit similarly to Anne Marie and the Fox, is like a, a healthy dose of external plot.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
1: what that means for the relationship is that it like, gets off to kind of a rocky start because the premise for this one is that their uh, class difference. He's a worker from or one of them is a worker from kent and the other one is uh like a gentleman's son in london and Mm -hmm. they have been having this anonymous affair they refer to each other as london and kent um and after a few like they they've been hooking up for a while and kent is like hey i've gotta like go back to kent and i'm not gonna be back for a few months but like if you tell me your name i can like shoot you a note when i'm back in town and we could maybe hook up and uh, the mm-hmm. London what's his name Gareth is Very upset For various reasons in his backstory he doesn't Like to be left and so he reacts uh. Really badly to that and assumes that like He he would be left on the hook and he Would never write to him and gotcha.
0: It would be so
1: they have this like bad Falling out and then a couple days later his estranged Father dies and leaves him This land in bah, 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 Kent, um, Kent? This place. I can't remember what nice. the name of the place actually Is but it's known as the Marsh. Um and when he gets there, he's become a baron and inherited this land. And his father's other daughter with his other family has been left nothing, and it's all been left to him. And his father's like white, like dead wife's sister, who ultimately became his mistress, is also there. It's a whole thing. It's a lovely God little bless. like found family situation. Yes, um, but so he's yeah. in the marsh, and it turns out in the marsh, it's the like marsh. A smuggling. It's a smuggling oh. town. Um, and so like. Nobody really pays attention to the law cuz the smugglers are in charge specifically in this part of the marsh it's um, the Doomsday clan are the ones in charge and who should be the patriarch of the Doomsday clan oh, but the man thanks. he was hooking up with and thank you Jesus the thing about that is that he initially accidentally it has to do with like the guy that his sister is courting but he basically tattles mm. because one night he mm-hmm. sees um a woman in trousers is one of the smugglers and he kind of recognizes her and it turns out she's like the sister of kent but he hasn't met kent in person yet so he doesn't know (laughs) that he's a doomsday and so he takes the sister or he's like a witness for the sister in court and he's Uh going to accuse her of smuggling and who should show up but joss doomsday (laughs) and he basically like doesn't outright threaten him but kind of implies with his eyes in there in court in front of everyone Ooh, that love he can, hot like, eyes he can out him like he can tell everyone oh. so he has to like retract and be like just kidding i made a mistake and so they have a rough start but then once they get past that um they have like a couple of fights but there's like really good communication and they just talk through it and like they don't stay angry at each other for very long and most of that book is like external plot and mysteries because somebody's like trying to attack him and his Mm -hmm. father might have been involved in smuggling and there's like a missing dead guy and there's family drama in the smuggler family so it's like a lot of mystery and smuggling clan politics and other things and also it's very steamy and these guys are falling in love as you do
0: So really, I, it was just a good time. I loved The Thief of the Night um, by K.J. Yeah. Charles, so I'm super excited. And if any of y'all listeners out there have Scribd, that's where I'm listening to it on. Um, I'm not currently, but I looked, and they have it because the library holds are astronomical. Um, so Scribd has it. I don't know. So there you go. One thing I will factor, say about
1: but- the audiobook for the secret lives of country gentlemen i did kind of get past it in after a little while but the the narrator is very like stilting
0: i don't mm. know he, like yeah okay takes
1: a lot of pauses in the middle of sentences and so it's like very weird kind of jarring to listen to he does a good mm-hmm. job with like the accents and mm-hmm. the, like the performance it's just that he does that and at first i thought maybe it was just like josh i mean um gareth's like pov but no it was just it was just the whole it was everyone it was the whole time so that was a little bit annoying um i didn't love that yeah but i got past it we built a bridge and
0: got over it into the marsh
1: (laughs) into the marsh (laughs) Uh, it also has a super dramatic third act i love a dramatic external third act with the various kidnappings and life threatenings and such.
0: Mm. Kidnapping. Nothing gets us going like kidnapping. Really doesn't. No. Anyway, over to you Um, the weather. <laughs> well, the weather is, I don't know, I can't think of anything quippy, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I read um, <laughs> My Sister's Big Fat Indian Wedding by sashimi patel it's a ya (laughs) (laughs) actually i think it's just more like a ya story the romance was like very uh, it was very cute but it it was like pretty um side plot um Mm -hmm. basically her sister's just getting married and she is the main um heroine is a an extremely good violinist and she's got auditions for like juilliard and like all this. Well, she's got rejected from Juilliard at the beginning of the book, and then there's this like competition that would get her before uh, someone from Juilliard. So uh, that's her whole motivating focus. But lo and behold, that happens during the wedding, and then the cousin of someone in the groom's party. Um, he comes america and um he is also looking to enter this competition he's a singer um and there were no embarrassing words sung in this audiobook love that for me um because they do end up doing a duet um at the wedding and stuff they actually just do a lot of like classic rock so we already knew those lyrics uh dream on it was it was really good i i want to listen like i wish they had like an accompanying soundtrack Mm. Um, I love the movie, My Big Fat Creek Wedding. Uh, So I was predisposed to love this um, and it was very cute. And I just love like a good big family Mm -hmm. Um, and just the chaos that ensues. Um, And again, I've said it before. I love reading YA romance because I have already been to college. I've already (laughs) gone through acceptance. I don't, that's not a stress in my life. So while like, like adult contemporary they're like jobless or they don't have money and health care is expensive and all of this shit that's real life struggles uh for me ya is just a lovely escape because i've passed all that and i can just look back with fondness rather than stress sweat so that that's a ringing endorsement if i've ever heard one did not you won't cause
1: stress sweat sweat. (laughs) exactly yeah. Um Yeah. Well, one that did cause mild stress sweat for me anyway is uh Beverly Jenkins. Beverly Jenkins causes oh. stress sweat, but specifically yes. she causes stress tears for me cuz she yeah. will just casually th- not casually, not casually, but she will throw into her plots like the most horrific injustices. Yeah. Because, you know, horrific injustices were committed. But she'll yeah. throw them in there and I'll be like, "Oh, cool." i came for the romance and here i am being emotionally devastated anyway i read rebel (laughs) i read rebel by (laughs) beverly jenkins um uh, uh, it wasn't like my favorite of i have yet to read a bad beverly jenkins to be clear i don't think i've rated one below four stars um so this one was not one of my favorites particularly because i read did i mention indigo
0: no i was just gonna ask you after this so no, so you can talk about this, and then we'll segue into what Indigo. What was the
1: first book I talked about?
0: I must have started with...
1: Oh, no, I went from A Wicked Game to Marble Marquis. Okay. Yeah, We'll yeah. come back to Indigo then, because that's... Because I,
0: I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway,
1: hang on. So Rebel, not one of my favorites, especially because I had read Indigo earlier this month. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, the romance wasn't quite as... Like, she can write a really top-tier swoony romance, and this one didn't quite do it for me the way that some other ones have. Um, the plot outside of that was just as good as it always is. Um, yeah, what? I can't hear a single thing you're saying. Intermission. Hannah, when you listen back to this, I want you to know that I'm eating M&Ms, because I have no idea what's going on. We do be crunching. Oh, you have a cord. That's fun.
0: Can you hear me now? Yes. I think I had accidentally muted, and I didn't realize. Uh, I need a cord. <laughs> so. Got it. I'm excited I I to listen to that. left you a fun that.
1: little note <laughs> for when you. Thank you. Go to edit. Thank um, you. Thank you. Anyway. Rebel. Rebel. Yeah, I don't remember what I was saying when I left off. Oh, the external Uh, plot outside of that was very good, um, as it always is also emotionally devastating. This one, she has a fiancé already, but it's not what you think. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's definitely not a love match. But she's in New Orleans to teach newly freed people. Uh, Mm -hmm. and she's been having some trouble with that because there's a lot of people in New Orleans and there's a lot of people not happy about said people being freed. Um, And he is part of the classic Levesque family, which is Mm. a lot of fun. And in this iteration is just a bunch of hot men that are all brothers and they have a fun mom. So, he's really having the, the time of his life. Um, and also, as you know, because mm-hmm. we discussed this, mm-hmm. Beverly Jenkins deals with villains the way that nobody else does. Truly, she her does. commitment to just being like, these are evil people and mm-hmm. they will not be getting redemption. However, they will be getting eaten by wild animals or sold into slavery. Yes. I respect that commitment so much.
0: Um, I've also, in the few that I've read, she even like deals with minor villains or like, Sub villains yep. to the main, like the main villains, and like she'll just take them out too. And I'm like, I respect that so well, hard. So this
1: one, I will say, there's one guy that doesn't get dealt with really sufficiently. I don't think at the end, but it doesn't like it doesn't really bother. Mm-hmm. It was fine. The one guy, he was like kind of a minor villain in that he wasn't an antagonist to them, but he gotcha. It was like the heroes housekeeper, I wanna say, or like a woman who worked for him, her son was murdered in front of his wife and I child know. by this gotcha. former slave owner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and they threw his body in a swamp and was really awful about it. And mm-hmm. so in the middle of the night, five hooded men showed up, put a sack over his head, gagged him, threw him in the like tied him up, threw him in the back of a wagon, mm-hmm. and then shoved him in a canoe and were like There's a knife somewhere in this boat, if you have time to find it, before the boat that we've punctured holes in sinks, and before the gators get to you. Good luck. And he grabs the knife, but he's so excited to get the knife that he knocks the boat over, and then he gets death rolled by gators. Ugh. So, and that's not even, like, really a spoiler, because it happens fairly early on in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not a spoiler. That's just amazing. But basically, they just—they're—they like, know that justice is not gonna get served. Like,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: the witness. There were no white witnesses, and black witnesses aren't allowed to testify. Like, the
0: mm-hmm. people in
1: power don't want to charge him with anything anyway. So they were like, "Fine." Looks
0: like he's getting eaten by gators. Like, and I salute. I, I salute as well because you've read to catch a raven right no no oh okay well i appreciated how that villain was dealt with as well i do love a good yeah
1: so there's two earlier ones well so indigo uh and through the storm they both mm-hmm. sell their villains into slavery like i want to say in like africa or something which yep. <laughs> they're like we'll see how they like it indigo popped off Indigo was basically like a billionaire historical romance because he was just a rich dude who wanted to take care of her. He bought her so much stuff and she was so annoyed with him. She was like, please stop buying me things. And he was like, but what if instead of doing that, I filled your house with crates of food? And she was like, I can't even eat all of this. Like, I'm going to have to donate it. And he's like, I'm going to continue to buy you things. And also you're going to marry me. And he did kind of force her hand. By making a spectacle of her. But it's fine. Everything is fine. The premise of Indigo is that she was born into slavery, um, but ended up getting, like, rescued from it, essentially. It was a, like, there mm-hmm. were letters sent between, like, her father and her aunt who was in the north, and they had somebody go find her. They had, like, severed part of her pinky as a baby so that they could find her. Oh, God. Gotcha. Um, her hands and feet are Indigo from, I can't remember what it was, but they were doing something... Probably, like, making indigo dye or something like that with their mm-hmm. – initially with their feet and with their hands that would permanently, like, for the rest of their lives stay in their hands purple. Oh, my God. Um mm-hmm. And feet. So she still has – like, she wears gloves all the time because her hands are indigo. Anyway, she lives in the north now, and she, like, has her own house because her aunts left it to her and stuff, but she's on, like, basically the Underground Railroad. Like, they have – she has a cellar where she can hide people, and they have all these systems and they bring in somebody at the beginning of the novel who, like, they were attacked. And this guy is super beat up and has to recover in her cellar. And it turns out he's the Black Daniel, one of the most famous slave stealers in the Union. So he, like, steals people out of slavery. And he's super hot. And he's super rich, but she doesn't know that. Hot. Um, and then he buys the property next to her in the fancy house and he's Mm. just, like, really determined eventually to marry her. This book is also the reason that I have started putting maple syrup in my coffee sometimes
0: as a sweetener.
1: Well, I don't know, but she does. And so it's a running bit in the book that, like, when he's recovering, she puts maple syrup, like, she doesn't have sugar, but she puts maple syrup in his coffee as a sweetener. And so then periodically, mm-hmm. like his friends and housekeepers and stuff will be like, Oh, I heard he's developed a taste for putting maple syrup in his coffee as a way to be like, he's obsessed with you. He's obsessed with you. He won't shut up about you like he is in love with you. Um and it's quite tasty. I love that. But he's obsessed with her and he buys her stuff all the time. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm sold. Anything edible, um <laughs> Yeah. That, that's jumped up the, uh, the old TBR.
1: I can't remember how the villains were. Oh, I just said they were slavery. Duh. Um, well, but there's, like, yeah. some secondary. It's kind of a mystery. Like, there's a traitor mm-hmm. in their midst, but they're not sure who it is. And also, she has, like, an ex fiance who they were supposed to get married, but he comes back married. Uh, yeah, and then this guy has moved in. There's this white dude sniffing around because he's trying to, like... This is pre-Civil War, so there's still uh, the mm. Fugitive Slave Act is still going on, okay. so there's lots of stuff going on there. Um, it's a lot. It's very emotional, obviously, but mm-hmm. damn, I had such a good time with Hester. And uh, what is his I'm name? I don't know. Excited. I think he's a Leveque, too. I will say the audiobook for this one wasn't great. Most of Beverly's Aww. audiobooks are done by Kim Staunton who is Mm -hmm. really good, but this one, I guess it must have been, like, really early or something, so it was somebody else, and she Mm. wasn't great, um, which was a bummer. I know. It's fine. It's fine. I won't cry. Anyway, so those are my Um, favorite. And then Through the Storm is the one where the villain gets eaten by a bobcat, and then the bobcat dies. Yes.
0: Just marvelous, really. (laughs) Yeah. I just love historical romance. Just so much. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because mm. what contemporary mm. could have the villain get eaten by a
0: bobcat? Or gators? None. Sure, not one that I want to read. Um, on a very light and fluffy tangent, um, I reread Lady Meets Earl by Christy Carlisle because I read this during the HarperCollins strike. And Lord knows that I did not remember much about this. Um, and so when my review said... I will review after the HarperCollins strike. Well, that was a lie because I couldn't review it. And I also just wanted to read it again because it was like five stars then and it's five stars now. But I wanted to know why. Uh, I have a few that are like that. And someone uh, recently was like, can you explain why? Like you said you would review after the strike. And I'm like, I am so sorry, but I, I have no." <laughs> you should have written the review, but just not posted it. I See, if I don't write it immediately, I, I should have. I know I should have. Uh, but I, I didn't i get. there's really no excuse yeah i started that's like i started. relatable like the first few i did and then i just i just couldn't and then i yeah unfor- oh it was like a, it was a lorraine heath that i didn't have oh yeah it was one that i really disliked who who knows uh this one though um truly light truly fluffy no third act breakup not even the parents were terrible mind you okay so you you know this one just had like his parents were killed in a train accident but they were lovely they weren't (laughs) terrible they were just dead they were they weren't terrible they were just dead and her parents like they were lovely to her they wanted her to have a choice in who she married and the father was great so you didn't even have the angst of a terrible dead father you just had a poor sad emotional hero because his parents died in a train wreck and so then riding trains their is hard their parents for him. were dead. No. <laughs> Are dead. It's a frozen two quote. Let's move forward. Oh. <laughs> um so yeah, like if you liked One Duke Down by Anna Bennett, if you liked How to Be a Wildflower by Eloisa James, I think you would like this one. Again, um I can see why people would be like this is a very boring book, but for me it was a very good book uh was it completely memorable no but i remember how my heart felt and that's enough um again ramshackle cottages they do the work they do that that's all i got on that front <laughs> It's a lovely cover too if you're gonna buy one
1: There you have it uh speaking of pretty light and fluffy i read uh talk sweetly to me by courtney milan mm-hmm. this is a novella that it's like the uh, it's, i think she calls it the coda to some series that i haven't read mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um i don't i read it and it seemed fine as a standalone so i don't know like what characters are from the gotcha. other series but seemed good to me yeah um For the most part, pretty light, pretty sweet. There was a little bit of relationship. Like, there was a little bit of a breakup. They were never technically together um, Mm -hmm. until the end. And there was some heavy content warnings for... How do I want to phrase this? Like, racial discrimination. The heroine is black. Mm. And her Mm -hmm. sister is also black. And her sister is pregnant. And she's living with her sister. And her sister's husband is away. And he won't be back for another few weeks. And they think that he's got plenty of time to be back before the baby arrives. But the baby seems to be coming early. So oh. the plot line here is that the doctor is white. The doctor. Okay. Yeah. And so there's a lot of, like, he's really nasty to them and will only talk to the white servant. But, like, initially it just kind of seems like he might be just kind of brusque. But he basically, mm-hmm. like, repeatedly – it... she's like, hey, I'm having contractions. And he's like, it's oh, false no. labor pains. Like, And so he, like, repeatedly brushes her off to the point where, like, the baby is being born breech and he's not there because he's, like, she's lying. I've dealt with women like her before. And it becomes very apparent what he means by women like her. So basically the entire Mm -hmm. thing is that he accuses her of lying and being attention-seeking and awful and they end up Mm -hmm. delivering the baby without him uh, because he's the worst. So there is that. Um, Otherwise, the romance is between her. She is um, a computer for like she's really into astronomy and she's basically a
0: math genius. I thought you meant an electronical computer. I was like, no, oh wow. She is a
1: person who computes. <laughs> okay.
0: She I got it. You like got works
1: for an astronomer. Um, and she's like a math genius, but she's super shy, doesn't like talking to other mm-hmm. people, and they are neighbors with this <laughs> very outrageous Irish man. Uh, who writes novels and he writes a newspaper column from Stephen Shaughnessy, Actual Man, where he basically, like, answers women's questions in this very, like, outrageous way.
0: Romance or TBR? Actual podcast. Actually, are we? Yes. Um, are we just no. an incredibly long voice note you send to your friend? <laughs> and they're burdened yes. with it.
1: Yes, we are. Um... <laughs> anyway but he he's like this rake um but he doesn't like he's not a malicious rake it's more like <laughs> women just know that he's outrageous so women want to like skillful sleep with him. and delicious he is skillful and delicious but he so he has this reputation but he's like obsessed with her he like adores her to the point where like most of the time when she starts talking about like astronomy and math and all these crap i don't even know i don't know She starts talking math, and I'm like, none of these words are words. But he, like, genuinely is so invested and wants to hear everything that she has to say and, like, encourages her to talk Mm -hmm. about it. And so his whole thing is – her name is Rose Sweetly, and so he all the time is like, talk sweetly to me. Like, I want to hear whatever. And he ends up Mm. going – out of his way he like lies to the guy in charge of the uh, observatory and says that he's writing a book about an astronomer so he's hoping that someone can give him lessons just to like finagle his way into having some mostly alone but chaperone time with her where she teaches him math and stuff and then they watch an astronomical event together and like I said, there's, like, a slight yeah. breakup, but it's nothing crazy, and they do get over it, so it's fine. It was just, like, really adorable, and there was a lot of math, which normally I hate math, but he was so into it. Damn. He was
0: just obsessed with her. I love people's passion for math, like, in A Perfect Equation. I love the passion. I simply don't understand it, but yeah, I love it. I don't it, know what's going on, but she gets really into it, and he's really
1: into her being really into it so
0: nice nice i like that i like that left laugh. <laughs> um how many references can we have in this, <laughs> this episode is that, are in. So, that are so just, um uh my last book that i'd recommend uh is well it's a it, uh, it's a to recommend it's it happened one fight by Marine Lee Lanker, and it's an arc. Um, and it takes place in the 1930s. They are two like black and white film stars. Um, so I do have a soft spot for like black and white movies, and obviously this one is a play on it happened one night, um, which is one of my favorite black and white movies. Um, and so there was a lovely. So they are the two. Um, I, someone said it was like Joan Crawford and clark gable and then um i believe one of the side characters was like a cary grant-esque guy hot um yeah i know um so basically they are like the, the it uh actors of the time and the way the author framed it is that they like starred in like all of the big movies so like you had it happened one night which did not star you know john crawford but like it's like framed as these people were like in all of those like iconic movies mm. um so then they reference that movie but in with a different name and then in the movie um have you seen it nope um it, it, she he's a newspaper reporter she's like an heiress she runs away there's a train he finds her on this train he's like writing his article um she's trying to get out from probably a marriage who knows um and along this journey this road trip They end up in this hotel, motel, cottage situation, pretending to be married, Um, and they put up a sheet in between the two beds to, like, you know, have modesty, but then there's, like, tension, and then, like, in one scene, they, like, rip down the sheet, and they have love, um, and so, (laughs) make love, have love, I don't know, love scene, um, how they called it in the book, so that was, like, like, shadowed, mirrored in the book, um, Uh, long story short um I actually really enjoyed the first 75% of it um I loved the writing I loved the, the characters I thought it was really interesting um it's not a time period that I normally read in historical so I thought it was really cool in that sense it felt really modern though like the writing felt like it could be like a modern day book with just like a different profession um but I didn't care. That that doesn't really take me out of a story. Um, but you knew where the breakup was going to go because there's like a reporter who loves to blackmail. And we know my anti-kinks are self-sacrifice and blackmail. Um, so the ending was quite cruel. <laughs> and um, there was a lot of forgiveness. Again, more than saying sorry. And... Um, it took the rating down to three and a half stars and I rounded down because I'm still pissed off about it but as a whole I would recommend the book because it was different and especially if you like black and white movies I think you'd have a really good time with it um but yeah that third act was brutal and I won't recover but if you're into a really angsty time like going forward because they had um went on a date and then she thought it was all set up and then they had to star together for the next like five years, and then she's getting married. But then, um, they had started a movie um about marriage in, in the past, and he's for the last five years like pranking her and all of that. And um, he, they, long story short, they're accidentally married. They got they got to work together until it gets wow. I did a terrible way of describing that. I think it's all in the summary. <laughs> Um, I, it was really, it was a really fun, it wasn't even like a marriage of convenience, it was just like, oops, we're married, and now we have to go to Vegas for six weeks to get it annulled. There's so many accidental marriages in romance. Mm-hmm. How many times do you think people accidentally get married in real life? Not enough in my life. Honestly, facts. That's, you know, I could use a little, I don't know, zhuzh <laughs> in my life, zhuzh it up. I got into a fight with my parents over the word zhuzh. Zhuzh? <laughs> How would you? Is it, what was it about? They don't believe it's a real word.
1: Oh. I was like, you know, like zhuzh it up. And they were like, that's not a thing. And I was like, yeah, I guarantee bangs. you that it is. Mm-hmm. And I spelled it for them and I knew that it was specifically because I had just. It's like T H U J. I can't. I've
0: never seen it. No, that's not it. T H U J.
1: I cannot off the top of my head tell you, but I can tell you that the word judge comes up a lot in Camila Knows Best. Um, huh. And I had just read that. And so I was like, I literally like the word judge. Mm-hmm. This is how you spell it. This is, And they were like, that's not a real word. And to this day, they don't believe that it's a real word. They were like, well, I've never heard that. So maybe it's a your generation thing. And I was like, I promise you it's not a generational thing. It's just that you apparently are refusing to acknowledge that you know this word.
0: It's it's one of the words that I would never know how to even Google, to how to spell because I wouldn't know how to spell it. Um, sure, but like I. But it's a word its validity. Yes, you judge yes, things, things up anyway.
1: You zhuzh. Um. Well, speaking of high angst, the last one that I re- well it's not the last chronologically one that I read, but the last yeah. one that I have to recommend today. Five stars to the lucky. Just kidding. We're talking about that next week. Oh, I don't have any books. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no more books i was so ready was to talk the <laughs> cock blockiest move you could have ever performed <laughs> i am locked no. out of that you closed even... the door right in my face <laughs> You're like, I'm not five even stars know. to the hook
1: <laughs> not even gonna tell y'all what book it, i've been like, cuckolded if y'all follow my reading tracker you'll know um i know but, what it is um, now yeah, I but also, if you want to know what the angsty five stars goes to, you you'll have to know. tune in next week for our St. Patrick's <laughs> Day episode.
0: Yes. Actually, not next week. This week, since it's TV Oh, Tuesday. just kidding. Next Later episode. Later this week. Um, this week. Because, yeah, my last two books were also included in that episode, so I won't talk about them. And I'm, I think I, I, if, if I have time, I want to read the one that you're talking about, but I don't know if I will. Um, I don't know if you would like it. You might hate it. But it was deeply horny. So I did love your story about how it was just so horny.
1: It was so horny. We'll talk about it on Friday. Wow, that was a horny book. (laughs) I did not see it coming. It was shocking. Oh my God. I was shocked, if you will. I was like, what chapter is this? It's so early for them to be dirty talking to one another when they haven't even touched.
0: Uh, Tune in later this week to find out
1: just the horniest book that Caroline read. That's it. That's how I'm getting you to listen. Nothing gets you going like
0: just the horniest book that Caroline's ever read. That's so true. Nothing does. (laughs) Okay. Well, I feel like I have to read it, even if I'll hate it, just to understand. That's fair. I like, the I like to understand things. Yeah. Amazing. I
1: think. <laughs> now I'm like, who narrated it? Because if it's Rosalind Land, I don't think that it is, but, like, <laughs> it would be really funny to me if I was like, yeah, the audio book was <laughs> <is> good. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm going to kill well, you. Well, that,
0: that, ha- that happened to me because we were reading another book for our episode, and... I downloaded, this is a this is a play in three parts, I downloaded, I hit play, <laughs> I hear Rosalind Landor immediately, and then I return it, and I text you, it's, it's I can't her. read that book. Narrated by Corey James. Thank God. I love you, and Corey James. Not a clue who you are, but.
1: It's available somewhere.
0: I already have it checked out. I got it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, well, it. then you're good. I am so good. And that book is so horny. Is. Amazing. Well, we did it. Yeah, this is... This took even longer. Did we do oh, it, though? Lord because this Lord. is... I know. I know. It won't be quite as long as this time we're seeing, because there are bits and bobs to edit out. Uh, this may very well be our longest episode. So... God. Well um we gotta know, stop reading
1: such good books
0: that that's our that's our issue and so many but to the one person who was really excited that we had a really long episode was it like the last week or whatever you're welcome yeah, we did this gonna, for you just for you only for you <laughs> um and on that note thank you to everyone who has subscribed to our um Substack. yeah that's i don't know when the first one's
1: gonna go out
0: not a clue. Probably
1: relatively soon Since we were using it for show notes and stuff
0: Yes And we have some fun ideas That we're percolating mm. um, Yes And we'll have, to... we'll have to Discuss those some more Bubbling in the back of um... our brains
1: <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Any more? No, <laughs> I was just The mental image wasn't great for me After I said it <laughs> Basically, you have to imagine an Angelica Frankenstein-esque situation where, like, just imagine a head but with the top off, and then like nice bubbling like bubbles, (laughs)
0: like
1: a cauldron inside. Oh. Look, sometimes my brain, yes. I say things, and then my brain is like, what if we put an image to that? And I'm like, well, I wish you wouldn't. And my brain is like, it's too late. Here it is. I did all this work for you. And I'm like, I wish you hadn't, because I can never
0: poke my mind's eye out once I've seen something, you know? Yeah, see, I don't have a mind's eye, but I, I did do that when we went on our whole like space-ocean tangent when I was like, oh, yeah, you're a astronaut- Signing off from the space station, which had zero relevance to anything. And for some reason, you saying I'm signing off just brought me back to the days where you watched space station shit. Um, yeah.
1: Okay, well, yeah. Thanks for subscribing. Fun things coming your way. And uh, tune in for. Tune in to get lucky on Friday
0: yeah get lucky with romance or tbr with us um i don't know who else it would be with, because with... <laughs> yeah with us who else?
1: <laughs> gonna... to clarify <laughs> not those other romance your tbr
0: <laughs> was... oh, my brain has stopped working <laughs> um yeah yeah it's like yeah, okay. Um truthfully <laughs> nothing more to say. Just sign off. <laughs> just just
1: we're done. We can't